everyone has ambitions. To start their own business, to lose weight, to launch a podcast. But for most of us, those ambitions are still on the to-do list. We'll get round to them one day. But some people overcome procrastination. That thing you'd love to do? They knew the risks, but said screw it and just did it anyway. On the Screw It Just Do It podcast, I'm on a mission to answer one simple question. How do you get to where you want to be? Joining me are inspirational entrepreneurs, sports stars, entertainers and authors who took the lead. They became the people they wanted to be. They did what they always wanted to do. In this series of revealing, challenging and often surprising conversations, it might just help you discover how to do it too. So you like listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought of hosting your own? Whilst I started out in the audio space with BBC Radio, I now not only host this podcast, but I also run a podcast agency called Podpreneur, where we produce podcasts with purpose. We've launched hundreds of podcasts that are listened to in over 180 countries, where 9 out of 10 podcasts we launch hit the top end of the charts globally. We help CEOs, business leaders, experts and brands become the authoritative voice of their industry through developing a strong brand message, constantly and consistently delivered by a well-executed content strategy. If you'd like to book a free strategy call to chat about your podcast idea, just go to podpreneur.co.uk. You can also grab a free copy of my perfect podcast launch plan. Welcome to another episode of Screw It, Just Do It with me, Alex. And this week, we are celebrating the sixth anniversary of me starting this podcast. So I've got six episodes for you that I'd like to share that start at the very beginning of this podcast, which I recorded in January 2017, but only released in May 2017. And that's with Stephen Bartlett host of the number one podcast in Europe, Diary of a CEO and the Youngest Dragon to appear on BBC TV show Dragons Then, bringing us right up to date, last week's episode, May 2023, with another former Dragon, Piers Linney. So I'm going to talk you through six episodes that document the six years of this podcast. And what's interesting is what would have happened if I hadn't released this podcast. And what I'd like to know is, was anybody still listening in week one when I first released this, May the 16th, 2017? I asked that because I had two downloads from one country, the UK. Now, I could have stopped there and quit, but I didn't. Fast forward to today, and this podcast is listened to in over 180 countries in the world. It's in the top 1% of all podcasts globally and has been rated number one everywhere from the UK to Uganda and everywhere in between. And look, it nearly didn't happen. I recorded those first interviews in January 2017. I then didn't release them until May the 16th, 2017. Why? A whole bunch of different things. Procrastination and fear being the two main ones. I procrastinated, i.e. I didn't just do the thing anyway. I didn't just release them after I recorded them. I started thinking about, well, does anybody actually want to listen to this? Does anyone actually like my voice? Anyone actually interested in any of this at all? And I let that voice in my head take charge and put the fear into me. From fear comes inaction. So I could have quite easily not released the podcast. I could have just sat on them and not done anything about it. 
but I didn't. Don't ask me what propelled me to do that because I can't remember. <laughs> it was six years ago, but I did. And look, the point of this podcast and what I really want to lean into now is this is designed to get you from where you are to where you want to be in life, in business, in relationships, whatever it is for you. This is designed to get you there. I'm having those conversations with those people who've done just that, gone from where they were and gotten to where they wanted to be. And they will break down and tell you how they did that. What were the challenges? What were the failures like? Because they've all got failures, all of them. And what was the screw it, just do it moment? That moment or moments that propelled them on that journey to get to where they are now. And I just want to show you that anything is possible. You just need to stop procrastinating, take action, and screw it, just do it. So I'm going to start where it all began with episode number one. Recorded in January 2017, I didn't release this until May the 16th, 2017, some five months later. Why? Because I was procrastinating, because I was fearful of what? Of what people thought? Would anybody listen? Would anybody like my voice? Would anybody like what I had to say? So I recorded this with Stephen Bartler, who at the time was the co-founder of Social Chain, an up-and-coming social media marketing agency. I don't know if there's many of you who don't know what happened next, but Stephen started his own podcast, Diary of a CEO, which is now the number one podcast in Europe. That's any category. That's not business or comedy or arts or whatever. That is all podcasts, number one. So huge congratulations to him on that. And this conversation I had with Stephen very much worth listening to because it shows you where he's come from. He's now the youngest dragon on the BBC TV show, Dragon's Den. He's launched a bunch of businesses off the back of this in different niches. But his podcast and his building of an incredibly strong personal brand is what I applaud most. And I think I'm flagging this episode, one, to show you where it all began for this podcast, Screw It, Just Do It. Two, to show you what happens when you do eliminate procrastination and fear and you do take that attitude to just screw it, just do it. And thirdly, to show you just how far you can really go if you've got the right mindset and you're just prepared to give it a go. You're just prepared to take the risk, back yourself and go for it. And that's what's happened with Stephen. Myself, this is six years of screw it, just do it now. And, you know, my life has irrevocably changed since I started this podcast. The opportunity that have come my way for meeting such incredible people. I recorded this with Stephen online. I've since gone on uh, to meet him. And I have to say, in person, he was completely unassuming. He did a keynote at an event I went to, spoke for 45 minutes, and then stayed the entire afternoon to take every selfie and sign every autograph that anyone put in front of him. And do you know what? He didn't have to do that. So whatever your opinion of him, whatever your opinion of his podcast, I just want to flag this episode, episode number one, for you to listen to, to show what is possible. What is really possible if you eliminate procrastination, break through the fear, do it anyway, screw it, just do it. 
I think for entrepreneurs who are building businesses and building teams, you are selling at all times. You're selling to your teams. You're selling a vision every single day. You're selling to your investors. You're selling in order to get money. You're selling to your clients. In our case, people like you know the biggest brands in the world, convincing them to, to back us and go with our ideas. And you're selling at every opportunity. So the second episode I'd like to flag for you is episode 27 with Lewis Howes, host of the School of Greatness podcast. Now, I'm flagging this for a number of reasons, primarily because I was nervous. I was anxious. I was a little fearful of interviewing him. I don't know why I was. Well, I do know why I was. And look, I'd hosted big interviews before. I'd started out at the BBC many years before. And my first ever interviews with Lennox Lewis, heavyweight champion of the world. They don't get much bigger than that. Even on this show, I'd already interviewed the likes of Ray Kelvin, founder of the billion-dollar clothing brand Ted Baker. But the School of Greatness, hosted by Lewis Howes, was one of the first shows that I personally listened to and was a fan of. So I think that's where the nerves came from. But I'm flagging this because this took me nearly a year to get from initially reaching out to him. I think it was nine months. It was at least nine months, possibly 12 months. And I just want to show you the ability of what it takes when you're persistent, when you won't take no for an answer. It's not even taking no for an answer. It's taking silence, not, not accepting silence as an answer, to keep asking the question until you either get kicked out of the room, you're given a no, or in this case, they circle back round and come back to you and ask you if you'd like to interview Lewis because he's launching his second book and he's doing a podcast tour, i.e. he's going on a whole bunch of podcasts to promote his book. That's how I was given the opportunity. And it's funny, when I look back, I can still remember um, trying to do the interview, and my Wi-Fi signal was appalling in the room I was in. So I had to move, and this was just audio, there was no video, and I just remember holding my laptop and moving from one room into another room holding the laptop and he's like going I can't hear you very well I can't hear you and then all of a sudden I could hear him I was just getting more and more nervous it was more anxiety kicking in but ultimately it was a great interview I really enjoyed it and what I took away from that was advice he gave me to a question I asked when he said that he takes something away from every single interview with everybody he interviews there's one thing if it's you know, it can be a bunch of things, but he wants to take at least one thing. And after every interview, he will spend the time just to write down what he's taken from that interview. And I think that's a great piece of advice to have because it's so easy to forget. And I'm somebody who never listens back to the episodes that I've recorded. I just record them once and we put them out there. I don't go back. So I think that's an exercise that we should all do with anybody that we meet. You know, what do you take away from that? And again, I always remember Richard Branson, my old boss. He used to go, we'd take him to LA, for example, or New York or Japan. This is back when I worked for Virgin Atlantic, funnily enough. And he used to have, he was old school. He would carry a pen and paper and he would sit down, speak to people and write things down. He would get feedback from passengers on the aircraft back in the day. And this was billionaire, you know, so lesson there for us all to take man i never thought about being a writer or an author or being a new york time bestseller and um but i did believe in sharing my voice and getting my message out there and 
being a catalyst for people. I always saw myself as a catalyst. Early on, it was with sports. I, I didn't think I was smart enough to speak in front of people to have anything interesting to say, but I did believe I could be a great athlete and I could inspire and wow people with my performance on the field or on the basketball court or on the track. And I loved the feeling after in a game would someone would come up to me and say, you know what? You really lifted me up today. That one move you did or where you didn't fight and you came back and you scored or this and that, it really lifted me up. You showed me what was possible for my life. And I loved that feeling, that impact that I could have through doing something I love and hearing stories of people. So I've always wanted to recreate that when I was done with sports. I said, I got to figure out a way I can be a catalyst for people to show them what's possible in their life by me living my dreams. And, you know, writing, doing the podcast, all that stuff has kind of helped. So the third episode I want to flag to you is episode 141. And this is with Julian Hearn, the founder of Huel. I found this incredibly interesting. I was already a user, a fan of the product. And just the story of how he'd sold a business. He was living in Bournemouth. I live in Poole. Bournemouth is right next to Poole. He'd gone to university here. He'd stayed here. He'd uh, built and sold a business, but he was bored. He wanted to do something else. So he wanted to start a lifestyle brand where it didn't mean that he could employ anybody. He just wanted it to be him. He didn't want the headache, the challenges when it comes to recruiting and retaining staff. But what happened? At the end of year one, he had made £750,000 with Huel. So very soon, he realized this was not a one-man band operation. Fast forward to when I interviewed them, and it was in 2019, and the business had gone from 750000 in year one to £50 million in year five. And now, just did my research, it's over $500 million brand. Unbelievable. And this was one I just started, instead of hosting interviews online via Zoom, I was an early user of Zoom, I decided that I wanted to go out and meet the founders and record in person. Still only audio, it was just me with my recorder, but that's what I did. So I met Julian at their HQ in Hertfordshire, and I left overladen with Huel goodies. And it was just great meeting him in person, very down to earth great story. I remember him saying he still has a say in every single hire that they had in the company back then. And I think it was around a hundred person operation then. He would have this final say. He wanted to know that this person was the right fit for their culture. And that was my takeaway from that interview. What I didn't realize was off the back of this interview, you know, what a engaged audience Huel has, what engaged super fans their customers are. They call them hooligans which is great. I love it. But they would consume any content that Hugh would put out. And Julian promoted this himself. And what's interesting is at the beginning of this year, January 2019, I set myself a goal that I wanted to get my podcast to number one in the UK. A lofty goal, yes, but one that I achieved with this podcast. Went straight to number one in the UK business chart. And I was absolutely made up. And again, it made me realize you got to dream big because by the end of the year, we'd not only got this podcast to number one in the UK, we got it to number one in over 10 countries, literally from the UK to Uganda and everywhere in between and top 10 in something ridiculous like 70 other countries. I mean, now people listen to this podcast in over 180 countries around the world. That's nearly every country in the world, which is 
totally and utterly ridiculous if he had have told me that back in 2017 when I first interviewed Stephen Bartlett, that that was even a possibility. So that's why this podcast episode 141 is very personal to me. So if you get the chance, I would highly recommend going and listening and finding out the story of Huel and how Julian and the team have built that business from £750,000 in year one to um, coming up for, I guess, seven, eight years now to a $500 million company. It's a fantastic story. And I highly recommend you listening to it. But yeah, there was a lot of reading. So reading is good. You know, you do need to educate yourself and learn. But at the same time, try and apply that. There's no point just reading book, reading book, reading book. You want to read and then implement, read, implement. Yeah. You want to do it at the same time because somebody might be saying something to you. They might be completely wrong. You know what they're telling you to do. So you need to find out for yourself whether that stuff works. If you enjoy listening to podcasts and you feel inspired to start your own, you can get a copy of my free podcast launch checklist by going to podpreneur.co.uk forward slash launch checklist. And if you'd like the hands-on help and support of myself and my team at my podcast agency, Podpreneur, we've been producing podcasts with purpose internationally since 2019. Just drop me a line about your podcast idea to alex at podpreneur.co.uk. But if you prefer to do it all yourself, but with my guidance, you can join the waitlist for my upcoming podcast academy by going to podpreneur.co.uk forward slash academy. So the next episode I want to flag to you is episode 229 with Lord Villamoria, founder of Cobra Beer. So this was an interview that I managed to get during lockdown. So it was done via Zoom. And yes, it was the first Lord that I'd ever interviewed. So yes, I was a little nervous, but he was very warm, very open, very honest. And I caught him at an interesting time with COVID because business was literally on its knees. All of the restaurants were closed. And as I found out, they did a huge amount of business, a massive percentage of their business was sales through restaurants, through Indian restaurants. That's how he started initially with a distribution of his business. So it was a really interesting time. As I say, he was very open, very honest about it. And he shared with me his 10 Ps to business success. And I'm not going to share them with you now because I'd like you to go back and listen to this episode. Episode 229, Lord Billamoria. Karen is his first name. It is an amazing story. Again, you know, rags to riches how he's done incredibly well, how he sold the business ultimately. And, you know, he's now in the House of Lords. And at the time, he was very heavily involved in the government policy in trying to bail out businesses with, you know, the different funding options that were available to help people try and get through COVID at the time. So episode 229, Lord Billamoria, founder of Cobra Beer. Great story. Some great lessons there. If you have faith and confidence and belief and passion in yourself, in your product, in your brand, and that gives people the faith to trust you to give you a chance. So the next episode I'd like to flag for you is episode 400. And that's with Al Barrett, founder of Grenade, the sports nutrition brand, and who now have number one chocolate bar in the UK. Again, 
Look, this is another massively inspirational story, how they started with a loan of £500 and ultimately sold $277 million. And look, this was the first podcast Al came on to talk about the sale of the business. I'd interviewed him before. I'd interviewed his ex-wife, Juliet, who was co-founder of the business. I'd interviewed them before about the story of Grenade. And I'd even hosted them for one of my live events. I think it was, I know it was, in fact, the second annual event we hosted for this podcast for Screw It, Just Do It. Uh, Very generous again. He flew down from Birmingham, flew his own private plane down to Bournemouth Airport. Uh, The two of them came and closed out the whole day with their talk. So really enjoyed it. It's a great conversation. But what's funny about this, and I've put this one in for, for a variety of reasons, but we get on like a house on fire. As I say, probably interviewed him four times now, I think. And the interesting thing and the funny thing was, is we talked for another hour after the hour interview. And at the end of that, you know, off air, I was like, did you record that? And I was like, no, I switched off after the interview. He's like, do you know what? That was a million percent better than the actual interview. And I was like, I know it was. And the stories he was telling, you know, I mentioned earlier, I worked for Richard Branson for many years, Virgin Atlantic and then Virgin Startup. And Al knows Richard really well. He's been to Necker Island many times and considers Richard, you know, a personal friend. And just the stories we were both recounting of hanging out with Richard, going to parties, the stunts he used to pull. It was just a fantastic conversation. Show me pictures on his phone via Zoom. Unbelievable, honestly. So I was very grateful for him to come on and be the first podcast to share the story of how he ultimately sold the business for a huge amount of money, you know, over a quarter of a million pounds. Went out and bought himself a boat and another plane, I think, helicopter, as you do, and is enjoying the fruits of his labor. He's still there at Grenade. And, you know, you can see if you follow Al on social media that he's really enjoying life. And, and so he should when you've done such, you know, achieved such an amazing thing. And it's really interesting, again, hearing, you know, the founder story and how he launched the Grenade Carbo Killer Bar that you'll see in every supermarket, gas station, etc. But at the time, the board didn't think it was a good idea. But he went out and he got, I can't remember how many now, maybe it was 10,000 bars made and they sold out. So he went against the advice of his own board. He backed himself. He knew this was a good idea that people were going to go for it. And it's also a pivot, you know, sports nutrition brand selling protein, but they pivoted and decided to, in, to make, you know, the, the category for protein was, I don't know, call it a billion, billion dollars. But the category for chocolate bars was like a hundred billion. So they went after that category. And again, the proofs in the pudding did incredibly well and sold the business. Wealth is a measure of success. It's obviously not the only measure of success. It's, you know, a measure of success. If, if, if that's what you want to use as a, as a barometer, you know, they're sort of messaging me and saying about, oh, you know, can you help me with LinkedIn or could you share my LinkedIn post and stuff like that? And I'm just thinking, why? Why Why do you care? Why, you know, yeah. why do you sort of want to, why do you want to do stuff necessarily on LinkedIn? And I think mm-hmm. that one of the best answers I've had, which I think probably is true of myself, they do feel a little bit of a sense of maybe responsibility. You might think that. But I think if there's, there are people who've you know become a billionaire from scratch, you know a lot. 
Mm-hmm. And you don't necessarily know what you know. And there are so many people out there, and and you know, you'll get this, and I get this hundreds of times a day. You get people say, Oh, what do you think of this? And what would you do with that? And can you help me with that? And look, you know, can you um and you can't help everyone, you know, on an individual basis. You just can't do it. So mm. I do think you have a responsibility to share some of this stuff and help people. So the last episode, the sixth episode to celebrate sixth year anniversary of me starting this podcast, Screw It, Do It is my interview with John Cordwell. John sold his business Phones For You and is a billionaire off the back of it. I was asked to interview him, which again was a great honor. A PR company reached out to me who were looking after John with the release of his book. And I got invited to his home, one of his homes, I should say. And his home in Mayfair was where I met him. Google it. It's the most expensive house in the whole of London. £250 million house. Unbelievable, I can tell you. Being asked to come in, take my shoes off, to go into, uh, well, it's going to call it a waiting room, but it's not like a waiting room that you might imagine at a dentist or a doctor or something. It was a very lavish room, one of his many rooms in that, in that home, I'm sure. And then I was invited, ushered up the marble staircase, past all the chandeliers, given a little tour beforehand, which was pretty damn cool, and then invited into his study upstairs where I interviewed him. And I'd read his book, and again, it's just, it's just a great story. I mean, that's what this podcast is, is all about, you know, telling the stories to you, relaying those stories of people who've, you know, come from a certain place and got to where they want to be in life, or are on that journey of getting to where they want to be. Yes, they're successful, but they've had whole heaps of failure along the way. But instead of procrastinating, they've pushed through the fear because they know that good things happen the other side of fear. Growth happens on the other side of fear. And John's story is is, is such a story. You know, somebody who was who was bullied, somebody who has had their fair share of failures, but ultimately grew an incredibly successful business, sold it, and is reaping the rewards. He's a real massive philanthropist. He has two charities, two children's charities that he spends most of his time on. And again, if you follow him on social media, he has a hell of a life. He has a a, a super yacht. He has a number of amazing homes. But again, he's, he's, you know, really pushed through, overcome challenges, overcome failure, and is now enjoying the fruits of his labor. So it's a great episode, episode 485. I'd encourage you to listen to that. I'd encourage you to listen to all six of those. To take your business from 13 million turnover to 250, when it's all hard grit and determination, you've got to ship boxes out, and it it was pre-internet days, this was all hard-won trade, search, sifting through the yellow pages, setting up new dealers, Old dealers were going bankrupt all the time and it was an ever-changing landscape. So I could sort of see how I was going to do it to an extent, but even to me it sounded ambitious, but I was determined that that was going to happen. And as I say, I want you to listen to these because you might not have listened to all at this point, 516 episodes of Screw It, Just Do It. Some people might have been there from episode one and stayed with it the whole way. If you are, I'd love to know who you are. Let me know. And again, if you've enjoyed this, I would love to hear from you. You can always email me 
alex at scrooagesdoit.org. That's dot O-R-G. But equally, what would mean a huge amount is, is rating and reviewing the show. You can either go, you can scroll down um, if you're listening to it on Apple. You can give it a five-star rating on Spotify. You can give it a five-star rating on Apple. You can also click write a review. And let me know your thoughts. You know, who would you like to see as a future guest of the show? What do you like? How do you think it could be improved? I've got massive ambitions for this podcast. This 60 year is going to be the catalyst for that. Going to be launching on YouTube very soon. Been, been recording videos this year, 2023, in-person videos, really high quality videos. And I'm excited to share them with you. So as I say, thank you for listening once again. Appreciate all the feedback. Those of you who have rated and reviewed the show, those of you who have emailed, those of you who follow me on social media, at Alex Chisnell on, um, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Twitter, and at Alex Chisnell underscore on Instagram. Thank you. Much appreciated. Here's to the next six years and many more of screwing it and just doing it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, I'd massively appreciate it if you could help me with a couple of things. So the show's message could reach and help more people overcome procrastination and get to where they want to be. Firstly, tap the follow or subscribe buttons on the platform you're listening or watching this show on. Did you know only 10% of this show's listeners follow or subscribe to the show? If you do, you'll be the first to be notified when a new episode drops. Secondly, if you're able to rate and review the show, simply by scrolling down and tapping the five stars to rate the show and clicking write a review to leave a review. Thirdly and lastly, follow the show on social media by going to at Alex Chisnell on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter or at Alex Chisnell underscore on Instagram. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode, can I encourage you to follow the show by clicking the plus button in the top right-hand corner of your screen if you're listening by Apple Podcasts, or the follow button on Spotify and other platforms. It means you'll be the first to be notified whenever a new episode goes live. Did you know that nearly half of podcast listeners find a show through searching online? So if you've gotten any value at all, please share this episode with one or more of your friends make it easy for them to find a podcast you think they'll enjoy. If you'd like to join the Screw It Just Do It community, go to podpreneur.co.uk slash get in touch, sign up to our weekly newsletter and free resources. That's podpreneur.co.uk forward slash get dash in dash t-o-u-c-h. That's podpreneur.co.uk forward slash get in touch.